Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mysterious Virginia. It's Allie. This week we are switching gears a little bit and talking about two, um, sort of two, unsolved murder cases. Um, the first is going to be the Colonial Parkway murders, and then I'm also going to talk about the Route 29 stalker. Um, but a little housekeeping before I start. In addition to my Instagram for the show, I decided to create a Twitter because I felt like everyone has one and it was kind of necessary. So the link to that is at mysterious underscore VA and that's on Twitter. And then I have an email that I created for the podcast. So, um, you can reach out to me wherever you feel like it. If you want to make a suggestion, uh, if we're Facebook friends, you can also send me that on there. Um, but the email is mysteriousva at gmail.com. So the first case I'm talking about tonight is the Colonial Parkway murders. And these take place on the historic Colonial Parkway, which stretches Jamestown, Williamsburg, and Yorktown, Virginia. So the crime spanned from 1986 until 1989 and took the lives of eight people. The first two victims were that of Kathleen Thomas, 27, who was a 1981 graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy, and Rebecca Ann Dowski, 21, a senior at the College of William and Mary. On October 12, 1986, the women were found inside Thomas's white 1980 Honda Civic at the Cheatham Annex Overlook on the Colonial Parkway in Williamsburg. Autopsies of the women found rope burns on their necks and wrists, along with signs of strangulation. Their throats had been slashed and diesel fuel was poured over their bodies and car, but did not ignite. Their belongings and money were present in the car, and both women were fully clothed. There was no evidence of robbery or sexual assault. It appeared to investigators that Thomas may have struggled with the attacker and had a clump of hair found between her fingers. Almost a year later, on September 22, 1987, David Knobling, 20, and Robin Edwards, 14, were found approximately 30 miles south of the Colonial Parkway near Smithfield, Virginia. They were found shot to death on the Ragged Island Wildlife Refuge. Knobling's black Ford Ranger was found at the refuge parking area next to the James River Bridge. Three days later, the two remains were found by Knobling's father and a search party along the water's edge of the James River. So about seven months later, in April of 1988, Cassandra Lee Haley, 18, a student at nearby Christopher Newport University and Richard Keith Call, 20, were reported missing after not returning after seeing a movie and attending a party. Um, So Haley had a 2.30 a.m. curfew and they were last seen at a party only eight miles from her home in Grafton at 1.30 in the morning. Call's red 1982 Toyota Celica was found at the York River Overlook on the Colonial Parkway around 7 a.m. Most of their clothing, including their underwear, shoes, Call's wallet, and Haley's purse were inside the vehicle. Several empty beers were also inside the vehicle. Park rangers that had examined the vehicle thought that the couple had parked at the overlook to go skinny dipping and may have drowned. Despite an extensive search of the York River and Colonial Parkway, Call nor Haley have ever been found and are presumed dead. The fourth and final couple was discovered on October 19, 1989. The remains of Anna Maria Phelps, 18, and Daniel Lauer, 21, were discovered by hunters in the woods approximately 30 miles west of Colonial Parkway in New Kent County. 
At least one of the bodies appeared to have suffered knife wounds. Both were badly decomposed. Phelps had been dating Lauer's brother at the time they went missing on September 5th, 1989. They disappeared on the way to Virginia Beach. Lauer's gold 1972 Chevrolet Nova had been found abandoned at a rest stop in New Kent. Um, so they had these four couples go missing over um, just a couple of years and most of them were found dead or um, the one couple was missing and has, has never been discovered. Um, so in June of 2010, the families of the victims sought out the assistance of a retired Milwaukee Police Department homicide detective, um, Steve Spig Spingola. So Spingola had been a featured investigator on cold justice. In August of 2010, after significant research on all the cases, Spingola released a 29-page magazine article on his findings titled Predators on the Parkway. In this article, he proposed that the murders were the work of different killers, especially the first killings of Thomas and Dowski. He proposed that the deaths of Thomas and Dowski are connected to the deaths of Lolly Winans and Julie Williams. This is a case I'm going to hopefully be covering in the future and is actually also discussed in my second case of the night, the Route 29 Stalker. Um, Spangola did receive criticisms in his findings for predators on the parkway that were only used to gain profits and not to actually help solve the cases. Local news station WTVR reported it in July of 2018 that they had DNA from a suspect in three of the four cases. It was not, however, indicated if the samples overlap and no matches have been announced as of yet. Um, so as of March 2019, they haven't announced anything else. Um, so unfortunately, as of this recording, the cases remain unsolved. There has been a lot of coverage in the, last, in the cases in the last 30 years, including one that I will hopefully be able to link in the show notes, um, a 30-year special by... Um, Wavy, which is a local news station. Um, and then there is a Facebook page also maintained by the families of the victims. So there is still hope um, in solving these. It hasn't been that long ago. I think the 80s is almost 40 years ago, which is kind of scary to think about. But I will also try and link the Facebook page um, to the Colonial Parkway case below. Okay, so our next case for this week is the Route 29 Stalker. So there's actually not a ton of information available for um, the actual stalker. So I'm going to talk about what started the entire thing and several of the supposed victims that they found along uh, Route 29. So... It begins in 1996 um, with the disappearance of Alicia Showalter Reynolds. She was a 25-year-old on her way to grad school in Baltimore from Charlottesville. Police suspect that she was flagged down to pu be pulled over by another driver with a ruse that there were sparks flying under her vehicle. Her body was found two months later in a field in Culpeper. Her killer is still at large. So this case is really the first one that started um, the entire route 29 stalker idea so i'm going to talk about it a little bit further in this case so all of these cases i'm going to talk about are um thought to be that of the route 29 stalker from alicia's murder in 1996 until about 2014 a high number of women have gone missing or been murdered along the stretch of route 29 in virginia 
Following Reynolds' murder, a number of women came forward reporting that a man had also attempted to pull, pull them over with a similar ruse. Um, and in my research, I did find there is a specific podcast dedicated to the Route 29 stalker, and I will try and link all of this in the show notes. And if not the show notes, I did also create a website, and it will be up there as well. So, nine women have disappeared or been murdered near Route 29 corridor since 1996, including Reynolds. So, the first two um, after Reynolds were thought to be Julianne Williams, 24, and Laura Winans, 26, who were found dead at their campsite in the Shenandoah National Park in May of 1996. So, these women were also mentioned above um, as supposed victims of the Colonial Parkway murder killer. Um, but this has never been proven, so this is all kind of speculation information. Anne Carolyn McDaniel, 20, was last seen leaving a group home in Orange, Virginia, September 18, 1996. Her remains were found four days later burned within 10 miles of Reynolds' body. Morgan Harrington, which is a case that you probably have all heard of, was 20 when she disappeared from Charlottesville's John Paul Jones Arena while attending a Metallica concert on October 17, 2009. Her remains were found in an Anchorage farm in Albemarle County on January 26, 2010. In September of 2015, Jesse Matthew was charged with first-degree murder and abduction of Morgan. Samantha Ann Clark, 19, was last seen in Orange, Virginia in September of 2010. She has never been seen from or heard from again. Her disappearance is considered suspicious, but no remains or other evidence have been discovered. Samantha Clark is being described as 5'4 tall and weighing about 145 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She also has a Playboy bunny tattoo on her right arm, a ticker tattoo on her right angle, and two dolphin tattoos on her lower back. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Samantha Clark, please contact the Orange Police Department at 540-672-1491. Sage Smith, 19, was a trans woman last seen in Charlottesville on November 20th, 2012. She was waiting for a date close to the location where our next missing persons vehicle was discovered. Sage Smith is described as being 5'11 and weighing about 130 pounds. She was last seen wearing a black jacket, dark gray sweatpants, a black scarf, and gray boots. There is a $20,000 reward being offered for more information that may lead to finding Sage's remains or an arrest in her case. If you have any information on what happened to Sage or the whereabouts of Eric McFadden, please call Crime Stoppers at 434-977-4000. Alexis Murphy is another case that you may have heard of. Um, It was in the local Virginia news pretty popularly when she first went missing. So Alexis was 17 when she went missing on August 3rd, 2013. She disappeared after leaving her home in Shipman, heading to Lynchburg. She was last seen on security footage at a gas station in Lovingston, and her vehicle was found outside of a theater off Route 29 in Charlottesville. Her remains have never been discovered. DNA evidence has, however, linked that she was in the trailer of Randy Taylor. This was discovered in September of 2013, so about a month after she disappeared. Randy Taylor was found guilty of first-degree murder in the commission of an abduction and abduction with intent to defile in May of 2014. 
Our final case for tonight is that of 18-year-old UVA student Hannah Graham. She disappeared in the early morning hours of September 13, 2014, and was last seen in the downtown mall area of Charlottesville. Eleven days later, on September 24, 2014, Jesse Matthew was arrested in Galveston, Texas. He was wanted in the abduction and abduction to, with intent to defile of Hannah Graham. Her remains were found on October 18, 2014, in an abandoned property in Albemarle County. Matthew entered an Alford plea and was sentenced to three life terms. So police say that the attacker at the time for Reynolds was a white male aged 35 to 45 with a medium build. He was about 5 foot 10 inches tall to 6 feet tall with light to medium brown hair. The attacker may have been wearing a flannel or striped shirt and blue jeans at the time of Reynolds' abduction and may have had access to a small dark colored pickup truck. Police believe that that man killed Reynolds. Several people were investigated as possible suspects, but no one has been charged with her murder. Anyone with information pertaining to the abduction and murder of Reynolds is encouraged to contact the Virginia State Police toll-free in Virginia at 800-572-2260 or 888-300-0156. So, thank you for tuning in tonight. That is it for this week's Mysterious Virginia. Um, it's really sad for a lot of these cases because it's been, you know, 40, 30, 40 years since a lot of these have occurred. And we don't know what happened to any of these these women and men. And it's really sad. Um, so, I'm hoping that as time goes on, we can shed some light on this and they're not unsolved forever. So just some housekeeping before I let you go. Please rate and review the podcast. Um, it helps people find me. I was finally approved to be on iTunes. Yay! Um, so if you have any suggestions, please feel free to email me or reach out on Twitter or Instagram or for Facebook friends. You can do that as well. I'm going to try and think about doing a Facebook page for the um, podcast, but I don't know. So um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>